You're listening to Fathoms, an Enneagram podcast, discovering our inner depths, one fathom at a time. Hey everyone, welcome back to Fathoms, an Enneagram podcast. Hopefully you've already put your turkey in the oven, or at least started to defrost it. Um, It's gonna take a while. (laughs) So if you haven't put it in yet, uh, you should pause this and go do that right now. It takes a lot longer than you think it does. So we are here to talk about <laughs> cooking this tips. This is a cooking. I like yeah. that. <laughs> a new segment. Oh, you great. are the foodie of the bunch. I mean, <laughs> I, if, I say we scrap the idea you, for today's fifteen. Go for it. Greg. Just talk about food. It, yeah. I, I mean, if you all have questions, feel free to message me. <laughs> I, I'm not a professional, but I, I do uh, oh, have a lot of research when it comes to food. So amazing cook. Let me know. Um, <laughs> anyways, what we're talking about is what happens as you're eating the food, which is lovely conversation with your beautiful, wonderful family that you may not always enjoy being around. <laughs> So oh, that took a turn right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. I yeah. sense conflict. <laughs> <laughs> Run. Radar. Uh, <laughs> dive, dive, dive. <laughs> <laughs> has has either one of you had an experience um kind of sticks out in your memory of, oh dear, this is awkward. <laughs> Not anything that I'm willing to share, Creek more. This is <laughs> I mean <laughs> listen to. So uh, I don't have to go specific. I'm just, (laughs) I'll share, you know, I've had, I'd say the the dominant majority of my Thanksgiving memories with families have all been really positive. So I don't have a lot to draw on there. However, uh, as you know, I work on a college campus and often interact with students who may or may not be all that excited to go home for Thanksgiving, you know, Mm. uh, because of what might await them especially on the heels of a a really contentious election season, right? Right. But just in general, because uh, a lot of the students I work with, you know, they've had at least a a semester, if not, you know, a few years to really think for themselves. And and sometimes that results in beliefs or positions on certain issues that are different than maybe some relatives who might be sitting across the table. Mm. And that, that can be really awkward. I mean, there's there are power dynamics at play. There's uh, convictions, you know, that arise and emerge, um, and just awkwardness, as you mentioned, in how to navigate yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's in any situation like this. Whenever we are sensing that this is going to be uncomfortable, this is going to be tough. On some level, try to get excited for that because that means you get <laughs> to have a lot of patterns emerge that you get to observe and <laughs> see all the ways that uh, your ego is still functioning in the background. So on some level, yeah. no, it's not enjoyable, but it is an opportunity to see some ways that you can uh, observe and, right. and perhaps get out of those uh, automatic patterns. So it just so, holidays can be stressful. I think that's the bottom line. Yeah, um, for sure. And so this could, whenever our, you, the listener, whenever you're listening to this, it could be in the midst of a pretty stressful, <laughs> you know, right. just few yeah. days of life. And so we want to help you with that mm. in yeah. some small way. Mm. So Abram, uh, what are the tools that we're going to be uh, encountering today that may <laughs> be able to help our listeners function yeah. well? Yeah. So two things kind of come to mind. Some of the languaging that we wanted to use, and we'll probably even title this episode, is called transcending and including. And uh, the other the other idea is what's called family systems theory. 
So let me hit hit a little bit of this. The the languaging of transcending and including uh, it comes from a, a philosopher named Ken Wilber who who used it in within the context of what's called spiral dynamics. And without getting too crazy here, spiral dynamics is basically a social science that looks at the development of human consciousness over thousands of years. So the idea is that every new complexity both transcends the limitations of earlier levels and includes the less complex st- structure into itself. Mm-hmm. So putting that into maybe some easier language if you think of the if you think of like kindergarten through 12th grade right your worldview in first grade was considerably more narrow and limited to understand that world with right but as you grow up in grades you continue to grow in your understanding and at that point you transcend the grade you're you're previously in but you include what is still valuable right Yes, making sense. Right, <laughs> <laughs> right. Right, 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 right. I just want you to keep going. It's it's good. It's a good analogy. Yeah, yeah. So the the thing is, is you keep, nobody looks down on previous when they graduate. Nobody looks down on previous grades and say those were dumb. Right, you needed those. You wouldn't be where you are now without those previous grades. So you transcend right. and you include. That's the 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 idea that we're looking for here. So so what mm. happens? You know, the more we live life the more we grow, the more complex we become. You know, we leave home and, uh, well, we've transcended the the role that we played growing up. So this is where the other idea of family systems theory comes into play. So this is, you know, this, this is always what happens when we go back home for holidays, right? No matter who we've become in life as adults, this family systems theory names that we tend to revert back to the role that we played in the family we grew up in. Yikes. So it's a theory of human behavior that defines the family uh, unit as a complex social system in which members interact to influence each other's behavior. So family members interconnect and make it appropriate to view the system as a whole rather than individual elements. So if you're not playing your role, well, you're messing up the system. This is how this works, right? Yeah. Yeah. And now, Abram, just to clarify, this is different than... Uh, probably something else we may have mentioned before. If not, well, I'm sure we'll talk about it at some point on Fathom's yeah. internal family systems theory. That's This is different. Ah, yes. Yes, that's different. I just want to make sure that our listeners don't confuse the two, that internal family systems is more something that's going on within kind of our individual self internally. Yep. This yep. is something different going on with the family unit, yep. especially around a Thanksgiving table, right? Exactly. So... One one idea is that you know going back home then could be seen as a sort of liminal space, and this is in other words tension, right? This is what we're what we're naming here. When for some reason I've grown and I'm still being looked as looked upon as the role that I played, and, and we actually unconsciously do this too. But especially, I think it's Dr. Nicole Lapera that says your healing will bring out the emotional immaturity of your parents. <laughs> Oh. As a parent, I take offense to that. I know, right? <laughs> my, my, yeah. my. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but what do we do with, I mean, this is where I want you guys to chime back in here, but what do we do with liminal space? Liminality is, is a, it's a hard, hard thing to be in, right? We've all been experiencing that for, for months right. and months and months, and we're right. in another version of liminal space. And what's the thing that, <laughs> I mean, this is why it's so hard to be patient is because how long can I hold not knowing how long can I hold tension? Mm. Nobody knows how to do that. Um, right, yeah. We're not taught how to do that. I think of a uh, uh, shoot. I can't remember the person who who said this, but this this it was a conversation between between a person and and uh, well <laughs> and another person. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was actually it was a person where they talked about stuff. <laughs> it was a person praying 
Okay. <laughs> okay. What he what he felt like he heard was when I asked for answers, what you gave me was your presence. Mm. And this, my friends, is what I really believe. What we're supposed to do with tension, what no matter what kind of tension is, you know, we try and resolve it because of how our brains work, right? Because of of the dualistic mind, if you will. Yeah, we try to resolve things too quickly because we're not used used to tension. And and what is the whole personality? How how is it? It's it stays intact yeah. because yeah. I can, I'm not okay with tension. And if I let go of you know who I think I am, and that's super scary, right? So mm. we're just not built to uh, naturally to uh, deal with tension very well. But presence and space and holding, mm-hmm. we can mm-hmm. get into the law of three here. But <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think it's it's also something to add is. Uh, I think often in in these, for lack of a better word, self help communities, Enneagram, Myers Briggs, what I mean, whatever, spiritual communities, we go into spiritual bypass mode, and we think that not being affected is the same thing as being present, and that can't mm-hmm. be further from the truth. So yeah, you're gonna feel uncomfortable. You're gonna have um, anxiety, and you're gonna feel lots of things. That doesn't mean that you're failing um it doesn't mean that you that all the work that you've done to within yourself is uh has been for a loss yeah what your work is is to be able to stay present to those things feel Mm -hmm. those things let them be what they are because it's it's you that's experiencing it you are not those emotions you're experiencing the waves of the emotions you're the you're the thing inside of the ocean not the ocean and so give it space give it time and keep checking in on your own well-being and also check in and see can i see can i see where they're coming from are they do they feel like they're backed in a corner Mm. uh what what is what is informing their reaction and their emotional response i mean it is it's such a tricky game and we seth and i were talking about this yesterday prepping for this episode and just realizing like oh my goodness this is obviously very complicated and very personal and has so many variables and it's hard to really give clear guidance on here's five practical tips on how to make (laughs) your thanksgiving great like that's just it's not no it's so unique and nuanced yeah no it is it is but and i think what often happens is is uh when we maybe revert to or feel this kind of pull back into our, you know, primary kind of role in the family system that Abram, you were talking about, then we feel like we're kind of caught and stuck in these kind of binary and extreme options, right? When conflict Mm -hmm. arises within family, right? Like I believe this, you believe that, or you're wrong. I'm right. Or, I have matured beyond this. You're stuck there. You know, these Mm -hmm. sorts of things, which are understandable, but it also, it doesn't, when we stay there, it doesn't allow for the transcending and including that we want to talk about, right? That, that we want to kind of rise above the punch counterpunch, you know, the points counterpoint arguments that kind of define those spaces too often. Uh, not just at Thanksgiving, but nationally and globally right now. Yeah, and uh, and include the parts that we can include, you know, legitimately where we honor where we've come from, right? Mm-hmm. As opposed to just 
maybe a scorched earth policy to the, our past <laughs> and, right, right. Um, yeah. and not seeing any sort of uh, value in where we've been. And I think when we, when we do that, that's to our detriments, right? If, if we mm-hmm. just um, torch it all and walk away, right? Yeah. yeah. We got to keep the long game in mind. Like, yeah. yes, you, you do accomplish something when you just scorch the earth and, and run away. Like you do, <laughs> you do burn things down, but to, to burn everything down without seeing the value of it is just, yeah, like you're saying, Drew, it's such, ah, it's, it's sad. It's so sad. Well, let me, let me just say, you know, so I, I just see transcending and including as the acceptance of and the holding of liminal space. Uh, it, it's, it's the tension of playing your family system role and bucking the system. It's both. It's both and. So this is all about humility, right. and, which isn't thinking less of yourself or forgetting yourself. You know, it's thinking it's, it, what's, how's, how's this? it's not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. It's putting yourself in the shoes of the other. It's this is empathy. This is compassion. So this is transcending and including is a way to honor your story and theirs. You know, it's yeah. it's uh, take keeping in mind like where's the plank in your own eye, right? Right. Yeah. Saying that and also acknowledging that doesn't mean that you have to agree or accept. Allowing is not the same thing as accepting. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's not condoning. And yeah. Yeah, you don't have to condone the racist thing uncle whatever said. Like and and depending on the situation, maybe it is maybe you do need to say something about that and and address that. But you have you have to make that decision taking in all the calculations, your own health, the health of those around you, is this actually going to make a difference or should I wait and talk to my uncle? in the next couple of days when things have calmed down. Like there's so many variables here. So as long as you approach everything with presence and see what is, what is the wisdom that arises when I'm able to stay with myself and be with myself and be present to what needs to happen right now, maybe your uncle just needs a hug. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe that's the thing that needs to happen. And that is maybe the greatest step you can take towards maybe expanding his worldview a little bit. Yeah. I think that's well put. And, and, uh, along with that Creek, you know, there are things that we reject, right. Yeah. Or, and there are things that we should leave behind, you know, For if sure. we have, you know, trauma in our past or, you know, significant abuse or, you know, just things that, that should not be, you know, included to the level where it is maybe kind of re-traumatizing or re-harming mm-hmm. granted. However, there is an element to this, what we're talking about that instead of, kind of reducing to an either or mindset in these spaces, working towards a both and that mm-hmm. is really mm-hmm. defined by and um, animated by love. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe love that uh, doesn't always make sense, right? And maybe mm-hmm. love that we don't always feel, you know, in the moment, right. but it, it there's a discipline and a practice and and. Uh, a mindset uh, and a posture presence that is required in order for us to even attempt to kind of get out of these ruts (laughs) that we may kind of find ourselves back in the bottom Mm -hmm. of um, Mm -hmm. when we are in these spaces with family or, you know, friends from back home or that sort of thing. Yeah. I, and I think of something Richard Rohr says, which I 
I'm probably going to misquote on some level, but it's something along the lines you. of <laughs> 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 we must have clear dualistic concepts before we can move into a holistic non-duality. So, yes, you need to know that this racist thing that he said is not okay and, and have those clear, know those boundaries before you show up to your family Thanksgiving. You need to know what do you, what, what's the line here and what is, what am I not willing to allow happen? And then be able to hold both the boundary and the transcending of the boundary to see the human in front of you and not just see the concept in front of you. Totally, yeah. totally. Along with that, uh, from Roar as well, he has this idea of image and likeness. Mm. Uh, he says that image is objective, right? So, And likeness is the subjective personal appropriation of the objective Imago Dei. So uh, yeah, he says that... that uh, <laughs> 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 well, maybe, maybe an easier way to say is... Uh, likeness is is a uh, subjective to the specific person like how well they mm -hmm. are showing their image you know mm -hmm. or or not their image of god how well they love people or not so he says what he says that i believe what's asked of us is to honor everyone because they carry the objective uh, imago dei the inherent hum human dignity but that doesn't mean you have to like that person or be best friends with them but our attitudes toward them should be that they are objectively imago dei and he actually goes on to say that Mussolini and Hitler were still a part of Imago Dei. As much as you don't want that to be true, you know, it's very hard for people, especially if you've suffered personally from them. But they, this gives us the freedom to say that your likeness was not like Christ at all, but you still maintain that objective image. So, you you know, you speak to the likeness. You mm -hmm. speak truth to the likeness, really. Yeah, mm. yeah. That's good, Oof. which reminds That's... me of a mantra that, I've heard, I don't know who who we should source it to, but that when we encounter someone or encounter someone who we kind of consider to be an other, right? Where uh, we may ha have tension or conflict with, I think an important practice to develop is to say, even if it's to oneself, the image of God in me sees the image of God in you, mm. right? Whew. And before we then even utter a word mm -hmm. to that person, um, I think we're in a better place, right? Because mm -hmm. it does require us to check our own ego mm -hmm. and maybe pause a little bit before we say that thing that we can't take back, you know, can't put back into <laughs> our mouth necessarily. Mm -hmm. And so I think that can be a helpful practice. Yeah. Easier said than done, but it can yeah. be a helpful practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I do want to reiterate in all of this, you can see the Imago Dei in the other and still set appropriate boundaries Absolutely. that keep you safe, yeah. that, that you're honoring yourself and honoring the other person. Totally. But that doesn't mean you even have to be in the same house. Right. You, maybe, maybe this year you don't go to Thanksgiving and that <laughs> is okay. Or maybe transcending and including means that you do keep a boundary that that person that really does rub you the wrong way and just bothers you anytime you're in the room doesn't live rent free in your head, you know, mm. or maybe transcending and including means that you uh, go take a walk and get some fresh air when things get really tough or stressful yeah. or go call a friend, you know, who is stewards your hopes and fears well and 
that you feel safe with just to check in with them. You know, that there are things that we can do that as opposed to just sitting there and taking it. Right. Right. That's not what we're talking about. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's not, it's not reacting. It's, it's responding. We can choose to, again, hold the, the space that, that liminal space. And from that place, from that deeper place, we can say something that's not reacting that just like reinforces the other side. Right. And with that idea of boundaries, you know, I, I think a lot of people just sort of have a, a negative connotation with boundary, the word boundary. I, I just wanted to quote uh, Martin Heidegger, who says that a boundary is not that at which something stops, but that from which something begins. Yes. Ah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I think that's Interesting. a better way or more helpful way to see mm-hmm. what boundaries are for. They, they help mm-hmm. us navigate relationships in a healthy way. Not It's not just simply a stop here, you know, there's a wall now. Because what are, I mean, walls are, <laughs> walls don't allow, oh, I forget where I, I heard this, but maybe you have a fence, but there's a, a swinging door that opens, you know. It's mm-hmm. not that there's, <laughs> I don't know if I'm making any sense, but <laughs> it's in my head and it's like, oh, I'm that, trying to picture everything that. you're just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, and with, I think with that approach and by acknowledging the Imago Day in one another, I think it does allow us to not every time, but more often be able to find common ground and reside in relationship there, even if it's just uh, for a meal, <laughs> you know, even if yeah. it's just for a day or an evening when we are with those people that we Sometimes, yeah, I have to kind of gear up, you know, to, in order to to be around. Yeah, right. I love that. Yeah, look for what it is that you do agree upon. Yeah, right. And then yeah, and, yeah. and stick to those topics <laughs> for everyone's <laughs> sake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, w- I would suggest, you know, if, if you want to dig deeper into the Enneagram and conflict and how we tend to respond in kind of the fixation of our type when we're engaged in conflict, go back to our episode in season one, and we'll put a link in the show notes to it, but about uh, conflict styles. Mm -hmm. And that could be helpful uh, just to know how you tend to approach and engage conflict, both in some ways that are helpful and hindering and those around you and how they tend to engage. Yeah. So a couple more things before we sign off here, Uh, make sure to check your Instagram feed. We're going to have a post on a kind of nine different ways that what i don't even know what it is is it enneagram numbers engage conflict or what what is it exactly these are basically nine uh nine specific things for each type of how what do you need to stay with so that you can move through it is it uh campbell joseph campbell that says the cave you fear to enter is the one that holds the treasure in which you seek you know that idea and we will also be releasing a small meditation on the podcast feed so it should show up right behind this one so take a walk five ten minutes and just kind of come back into yourself and take a deep breath so i hope you all have a wonderful wonderful thanksgiving eat food be active stay present we love you and uh, we'll see you next week peace peace Truthwork Media Studios.